Hello, this is Marcel Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society and podcaster of note, uh, here to welcome you to the Talk Film Society Festival 2020. Yes, um, this is the first episode, first day, first night uh, of the uh, festival, um, and what a what a perfect, if, if you ask me, a perfect way to start um, this episode, we talk about Volver, and I believe in this recording um, uh, that you're about to listen to, that I'm introducing, um, I go over what the festival is, but just in case you need a bit more context, um, the Talk from Society Festival this year uh, is uh, initially, uh, primarily, it's a podcast series where I talk to um, fellow Talk from Society contributors, podcast hosts. Um, I ask them uh, to uh, to select a movie under the theme of Returns. That's the theme for the year, for this festival. And we uh, talk about that movie for these podcast episodes. Um, and I went to Manish Mathur, a contributor, a great writer at Talk from Society, and asked him, uh, to pick a movie, and he picked this movie, which I uh, right away said, perfect. It's the opening night movie uh, for the festival. Uh, it's Volver by Pedro Almodovar. So yes, uh, he and I talk about Volver in this uh, in this episode. Um, and yeah, then, of course, uh, in, in the future episodes, which will be released throughout this next week and a half, if you're listening to this as, it, as it's happening, um, that's the theme of the festival is returns. And you'll hear me talk to interesting people about um, uh, what uh, films they chose. And it's, it's going to be great. I mean, go to talkfilmsociety.com slash TFSfest to get the lineup, to get the episodes as they come out. There's a separate uh, podcast feed for the episodes that you can just subscribe to and just get that directly. And wanted to emphasize this uh, currently on our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk from society. Uh, there is a written program, a collection of our work at talk from society where we write about the films, uh, that we've picked for the festival. And I wanted to highlight, uh, Manish in particular, because he wrote a, a, uh, a longer piece for the program, which you can find in the, uh, on our Patreon right now, it's about Volver, uh, and of course, if you if you know Manish, you know he's he loves Pedro Almodovar. So, not the first time he's written about him. Um, that passion that he has for the filmmaker, you hear it here in the recording, but then you also uh, get to read it in that program. So check it out, please. Um, uh, be a patron of ours over on patreon patreon.com slash talk for society get the program uh read some some great pieces and yeah read more about volver uh by manish who you're about to listen to uh here uh and that's it folks again follow the festival as as it's going over on talkfromsociety.com slash tfs fest Go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash talkfromsociety uh, to get that program, written work, uh, covering all the films we discuss during this festival. And yeah, go to our Twitter at TalkFilmSOC uh, just for more updates. And with that, please enjoy 
uh, Manish and I talking Volver. I'm here with Manish Mother. Hello, Manish. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Having a wonderful Sunday because uh, I just saw uh, the movie we're talking about uh, in this uh, this little episode, Volver. Uh, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, the Spanish movie directed by Pedro Almodovar, starring Penelope Cruz. Uh, it's your pick for the festival, uh, Manish. Uh, and before we get started talking about this movie, uh, I just want to say the theme of the fest this year is returns. I've I've gone to people here at Talk for Society and asked for their movie, what what movie they'd show at the festival, and the only you know qualifier is uh, the theme has to be you know returns, you know whatever that, you, however you take that, take it, pick a movie under that theme. So, Manish, talk about why you picked this movie in particular uh, for that theme. Well, I mean. You know, volver means return in Spanish or to go back. So um, I think it's like almost um, like the perfect movie for this theme because that's, you know, that's the general, uh, you know, the general premise of the film is, you know, things coming back um, and they're... You know, that's a running theme within Almodovar's entire career, um, especially in the 2000s and 2010s. Um, there's a lot of, you know, the past coming back uh, to influence the present. And I think Volver, I mean, you know, it's very aptly titled, obviously, uh, because I think it's one of the best versions of that. It's all about um, this idea of the past always being a part of the present and in some ways this movie is a ghost story uh, and it's very much about death and um, people being haunted and things like that and not in a like horror film way I mean it's there's not really any I would say this movie is like more like magical realism more gothic than horror but there's definitely that element of you know ghostliness and you know the like spirits and like specters things like that. Yeah, and and we're treating this as an intro to the movie. Um, uh, before we get into the post film discussion, really talking more in depth about it. Uh, just for anybody who hasn't seen this, who uh, is uh, watching along with us uh, for this festival, um, we're we're not going to spoil anything for you because um, when, when I came into it. Uh, I first watched it back in I think 2007 after hearing so much about it um, being <laughs> at that point a casual fan of Pelby Cruz and after seeing it becoming an, an all out fan um, I really knew nothing about it and then when I watched it it really took me by surprise because it was also my first Pedro Almodovar movie and I was like wow this <laughs> this is something um, but yeah we're introducing the film to you guys we're going to talk a bit and then later we'll talk more in depth um but yeah like i said this was my first uh amadovar movie uh for those who don't know manish talk about your relationship (laughs) (laughs) you laugh talk about your relationship with pedro amadovar oh boy well um so (laughs) 
this was not my first Almodovar film, but I think it was the second. Um, I, in my Spanish class in high school, I think it was AP Spanish, our teacher showed us Talk to Her, which was his, uh, not his previous film, but the one before that. And uh, you know, that movie is very adult, so we had to close our eyes for a lot of it. Because <laughs> um, uh, you know, we were like 16, 17. Uh, but that movie I found to be very interesting. Um, and uh, somehow I guess I missed Bad Education. Um, but then Volver, that was kind of, I think this was 2006 on 7, like the year Volver comes out, that we watched that. And, I remember I bought this for myself and bought a copy for my Spanish teacher. <laughs> I, was, I don't know why I did it, but I was like, yeah, here's a gift. And I watched it, and that was sort of the, you know, the beginning for me for Dhamadovar. And over the last, you know, 13 years, I've seen all of his films. I've read interviews and, you know, critical analysis and stuff, and he's just become one of my favorites. And... Volver is interesting because I, I definitely would call it, you know, his, like one of his top five objectively best, but it's my personal favorite, even though I think All About My Mother and Bad Education are probably his like best, best work. But Volver, I just like, you know, it's just, I have a such soft spot for it. It was so like, you know, influential in my life. You know, I'm a big fan of melodrama. Um, and Volver, I think, was one of the first that I saw where I kind of recognized melodrama as its own distinct genre. Um, and, you know, Penelope Cruz, like, she was obviously a movie star that I had heard of, you know, with her being so famous in America, um, that, like, I was really able, I think I was able to, like, latch on to her as, you know, the lead in this Spanish movie and this director I'd never, you know, heard much about. So I think, you know, Volver and Amadovar, I think I just, they're just so interlinked in my mind as like this period of my life where I was discovering film as something serious to, to take an interest in, not just like pastime, you know, entertainment. And, you know, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Like my brand online has certainly <laughs> become Amadovar. But, you know, I don't, it's not a bit. I mean it very genuinely. Like, I think he's, like, definitely one of my top top four, top three directors of all time and, like, can happily talk about all 21 of his movies. And, you know, Volver especially is one that I hold very dear to my heart. Yeah, and I would just say, if anybody doesn't believe, Manish, please seek out any of the articles he's written about Amadovar uh, yeah. uh, uh, on our site and beyond. But, um yeah, I, 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 like seeing it now again for the first time in so many years. Um, what strikes me about Amadovar is he has just a distinct voice, and which is it's interesting for for me because I speak Spanish very poorly, mm-hmm. and um, well, my Spanish is like uh, uh, Ecuadorian Spanish, which it's it's hard to even describe that the differences there's slight differences and variations between like ecuadorian spanish mexican spanish and and spain spanish right mm-hmm. but i'm still able to like listen to and understand like 80 percent of what's going on in, in in spanish movies without the subtitles and just know what's going on but uh yeah it, it's <laughs> and, and, and saying all that and and even to i'm guessing to you manation like to non-spanish speakers there's a distinct way 
his dialogue comes through that yeah. is just it's all even it's, it, 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 it's even hard for me to describe but but do you, but do you obviously you understand where i'm coming from right like his scripts yeah. are just so yeah. like distinctly him and uh yeah like, like like you could say you know tarantino scripts are strictly tarantino um like he, i think amadovar has that same voice yeah i definitely i definitely agree i think because you know amadovar's influences are very um uh very wide spanning you know he yeah, like Volver is very much in the style of you know an Italian you know, realist movie, um, but even but then it also has elements of you know a Douglas Sirk melodrama or a Betty Davis like a Betty Davis movie. Like his influences are so like he has such a passion for like this very like specific kind of cinema like you know, old Hollywood, like 1940s, 1950s, that I think his dialogue just has the rhythm of like an old classic film. And I think a lot of modern filmmakers like don't like, I mean, like, I'm sure you've seen like people who like when they talk about old movies, they talk about how it can be very like stilted and theatrical and like they have that mid-atlantic accent you know that's kind of like a fake accent engineered by hollywood dialect coaches but i think what um i think almodovar like he really like pays attention to his influences and i think he brings that sort of like old school theatricality to these movies and i think that's where the like Po- poetry, lyricism, like what, like you know, m- melodious, like mellifluous um, part of his dialogue comes from is I think he's very theatrical. You know, he's he's very um, grand. You know, he doesn't. You know, like even I think even movies where he's a little bit more subdued, like Julieta or Talk to Her. I think there's still this element of like these are capital M movies, right? Like yeah. he. You know, he wants to be, you know, everyone's always afraid of, you know, being over the top, but I think he embraces that. And, and it comes through in scenes where, in this especially, um, where characters just talk it out and sit down and, like, discuss mm-hmm. something so traumatic in their past. And it, it plays, yeah, like 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 you're saying, like, um, so it's like a 1950s, like, not stilted, but just a very theatrical, you know, performance. Just here it is, and I'll I'll tell it to you, and I'll be telling it to you know to you in tears. But it, I don't know. It's it almost has like a comforting vibe because it he doesn't go for, um, like uh, well, like one one scene in particular, a, a character, and I won't spoil it. A character describes a very horrific act, but it's all played in dialogue and close-ups and i'm like that's that's genius because i don't know like any other director would have maybe done a flashback or maybe shown the scene but he's just very particular about you know focusing on a character's face and having her just 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 deliver that and have you just visualize it yourself so yeah it's it's so it's so distinct it's distinctly him too and that's why i love for, for the, the the few movies i've seen of his i'm in love with every single one yeah, yeah. um so oh before we get before we uh you know uh finish this introduction let's talk about some of the plot 
without giving it away, Manish. Can you talk about like what's actually happening in Volver? Sure. So Volver stars uh, Penelope Cruz as Raimunda, who is um, essentially she's like a very put upon woman. You know, she's kind of ma- she's married to a guy Paco, uh, played by Antonio de la Torre, who is like. Um, you know, kind of a selfish guy, doesn't really appreciate her. Um, and she has a daughter named Paula, played by Johanna Cobo. She has a sister named Sole, played by Lola Duenas. And uh, they uh, grew up in a small village in La Mancha, which is, I think, uh, around where Amadovar himself grew up. And they, you know, live in Madrid now. And it's just, I mean, without going too much into the plot, it's just about, like, these two sisters and their relationships with each other, and um, they have, um, uh, you know, and their relationship with each other and their mother, who is presumed dead after a fire, and um, just, I mean, I don't know how much more you want me to I don't really want to go into like the plot is it's a very plotty movie like a lot goes on yeah but it's essentially kind of the thrust of it is um uh Raimunda um is dealing with all these things that are happening which is you know her relationship with her husband and her daughter and her um sister and their friend Augustina who is um suffering from cancer and they have an aunt Paula um, who's de- uh, uh, who has dementia and just like the co- their complicated family history all just kind of comes running back when um, their mother uh, Irene played by Ca- Carmen Mora essentially returns from the dead and um this, that really changes the dynamic between all these women and they really hash out their collective trauma from the past, you know, and how they deal with, dealt with, you know, the various wrongs that they've suffered from the men in their lives. Yeah. And if, and, and if this is your first time seeing it, um, I mean, think about that. And take 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 that as you will. <laughs> like how does <laughs> how does the mother return from from the dead? You'll find out. But and, and uh, one thing I'll mention before before we take it to um, the movie itself. Um, one thing I had to bring up, and we'll we'll talk about this more after um, after the movie. But um, Hitchcock. Okay, I couldn't help think of 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 that and some of those elements in this movie, especially yeah. in certain shots where it's 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 hard to classify this really because it is it's it's like it has this melodrama element it has this like um like thriller element in there too yeah it's a ghost story it's an emotional ghost story um but it's just so well it's choreographed in a way where there are shots of Maybe my favorite shot of the entire movie, and this is early on, is Plumpy Cruz washing dishes, and the camera is right above her, and you see her cleavage, um, and also you see her like washing a knife, and this is like a few scenes before something truly horrific happens, and I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> that's that's genius. This this is why I love movies. <laughs> this yeah. kind of foreshadowing here. 
Um, um, I will say that you know you mentioned the kind of hopping between genres. I read this really great review once. Um, I wish I could remember who it was. I mean, um, this was a couple of years ago I read this, but they said that like it hops around genres as a metaphor for like women living their lives through many different genres all at once. Um, you know, like they have to deal with, you know, like the domestic drama, they have to deal with death and um, they're able to like laugh together. So it's the comedy, but there is an element of danger because they're always, I, it's a very interesting way to look at the movie um, because I think every Almodovar movie, even if they're not about film or actors or directors, his movies are always about cinema in some way. Uh, and even this film does have a film crew in it as like a minor subplot. But I think Almodovar is very knowing about Hollywood conventions. Um, and not even just Hollywood, but just like, you know, classical, like classical film conventions and genres. So I think he is purposefully shifting through these genres as a commentary on... Um, women both in cinema and in and the women he grew up with um, when he was a child in the village. Yeah, and it's and it's a theme he plays with through a lot of his movies. Um, yeah. Even even through last year, um, uh, with with his last movie. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think that's enough intro. Uh, I think we're gonna pause here for those who are watching it now is your chance to watch Vol- uh, Volver if, whether it be the, for the first time or again as part of this festival enjoy it and we'll be back after this break to talk about the movie in depth and we'll talk about the twists and turns and, and more with Manish and we're back what a movie <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I I think I said this in the last uh, segment, but I saw this for the first time in years. I had rented this from Netflix. Remember when we used to do that, folks? We rented <laughs> discs from Netflix. Uh, 2007, got the disc, watched it, was blown away. Like, uh, I don't think to the extent uh, that, that it hit you, Manish, but... To me, it certainly helped with like my appreciation of foreign films and film and filmmakers I had no idea about because this is my first uh, uh, Amadobar film, and it was we can talk about it. It it is hit me emotionally uh, more than I would have anticipated um, because it's it's a, it's a hell of a wallop of of a film by the very end. Um, what's the first twist we want to talk about, Manish? <laughs> <laughs> um, the f- oh, do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, let's go. We're, we're, we're going to dive into it. Well, um, I guess the first one would be um, uh, Paco, the husband, attempting to uh, rape his seeming, seemingly his daughter. And she kills him, and then Raimunda uh, decides to, you know, take the blame or, you know, cover up the, the killing and bury the husband. And she reveals that Panko is not Paula's biological father. Yeah. 
yeah, I, the, the first, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> the, yeah. I was not expecting like a, a a murder mystery, not even a murder mystery. Just a I can't even describe what kind of murder you know mystery theme it is because it's you know they they dispose of the body or, or she disposes of the body and then it's just there and then they take care of it and he's buried by the lake it's 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 where they're in a police investigating it's just it's gone and it's yeah. it's 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 it suits the film so well because it starts off the entire film starts off at a cemetery or they're cleaning you know the graves and they're talking about how uh, the mother, the uh, you know the mother who is presumed dead, you know died, you know with her with her husband in a fire, and this this sort of death just hangs on hangs over the entire movie, and I don't know it, the way that they handle Paco's body and his death as not like matter of fact, but sort of like it happened, we dealt with it, we're dealing with it. Let's just get on with our lives. Yeah, there's a certain um, kind of uh, re- uh, resilience in the women in this film. Um, you know, Penelope Cruz, uh, I think in her performance, you know, you see a little bit of those cracks here and there. But I think for the most part, she is always putting on some kind of brave face and she's oh you can like see like i mean it's such a cliche to use but you can see the like wheels turning in her head as she's like figuring out what to do in all these situations that get you know thrown at her uh and i think you know with you know with Amadovar in general like his women characters are always so resilient and they're always so um just so like composed even when they're like breaking down there's a level of composure there and i think it maybe it's not composure but like a dignity and you can like you especially in volver i think you can always see that they like Almodovar just respects these women and wants to show them in uh in a lens that allows for them to like be the drivers of these stories and to keep keep their emotions in their own control and not be subject to a um you know like a leering male gaze or or condescension or anything like that and i think that's really i think it really comes through with volver which i i think it's why it's remained my personal favorite over the years because this movie almost has like no men of consequence yeah. in the film, you know, and I think that's to the point. I think it's, you know, there's a there's a whole like cliche of like, oh, you know, like men die first, you know, like in marriages, <laughs> and I think I think Almodovar is in some way like saying that like men just aren't, you know, resilient. They're just are they're the perpetrators of these wrongs, but it's the women who end up, you know, at at the gravestones cleaning them in that windy village. Yeah, and it goes to my the first note I wrote down in my notebook on this movie is motherhood, which yeah. um, I mean not not only here, Manish. I think you speak to this, but in a, in a lot of uh, Almodovar's movies, he deals yeah. with motherhood, but here it's it's certainly it's it's the <laughs> overwhelming theme from the beginning to the end, um, which it real that okay the that final conversation. One of the final conversations 
uh, Cruz's character and her mother, um, they have, it just, it really got me. <laughs> it was because I'm older now and sometimes I take for granted my own mother and I forget the exact line, but like Cruz says something to the effect of, you know, um, I don't know what, how I could have done it without you. Like, I'm glad you're here. It's, it's, it's it, 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 like, uh, to what you were saying, Manisha, it's like a testament to these women and to mothers and to all, you know, what they've had to go through. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I love about, you know, these, uh, women characters in Albanova films and especially this one is that the dynamics between the characters are always shifting. Um, and, that, you know, just like in the genres are always kind of shifting. I think, you, you know, it's not just that there's, you know, a mother and a daughter and a grandmother and a friend, but they're always swapping roles with each other. You know, at some t- at some point, Sole, the sister, becomes like a mother to, you know, her own mother, Irene or Irene, or, um, you know, um, at some point they they are mother figures to their friend Agostina, or you know, there's always a there's always a shift there, and I think it's another element to this this sort of resilience is just that you know these women can take on the roles that uh, they are given, and they just step up and they have to do what they have to do, and even like minor female characters, like you know the you know Penelope Cruz's friend who helps with you know, disposing the body, they're just. They just kind of do it, and it's just you know, like, like it would be easy for Sole to to tell her, you know, ghost of a mother, like you know, you're my mom. I don't shouldn't have to take care of you, but she does, and you know, they can turn Augustina away and be like, you know, I don't have time to deal with your troubles, but they don't. They bring her in, and you know, there's that. So I think it's, you know, I think what makes. Almodovar is such a fascinating, you know, women's director. Is just that I think he really understands that, you know, women are always, you know, shifting their responsibilities and uh, in love for each other, and it's not always this like linear thing of you know, grandmother, mother, daughter, friend, sister, cousin. <laughs> Yeah, it it goes to uh, what we were saying before about you know how it, it and it I did realize that about halfway through the movie I go yeah there are no like prominent male characters by the end um, like there I I'd forgotten that um, when Cruz's character when when she takes over the restaurant um, like yeah. she has she has that one film crew guy hitting on her and. <laughs> I, I forgot about that subplot, I, and I'm like, oh wait, does like d- does this you know go anywhere? Like, do you know, d- d- does she end up dating him or something? And like, no, yeah. like he's. He, <laughs> I think actually now thinking about it, the last scene he's in is uh, she's she's making something at the bar, and he's like trying to make a move, and then she just politely goes, "Could you go somewhere else? I'm trying to cook here," <laughs> and like that's <laughs> it, and then that's the end of him. And 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 yeah. then and then it just goes into and then a few scenes later, like they're working together as a community, and you know they dispose of a body too. Like th- these women are just yeah, they're they're helping each other out, um, 
and it's 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 something I just didn't realize right away. I go, oh, you know, there's no need for men at this point. Like they they they're resilient enough on their own that they can take care of themselves, and and they do. Like you know, at the very end, they come together for a dinner and they resolve their problem in their own way. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay, another thing I wanted to point out. Um, I think you could talk about this, Manish, but uh, the color use in this movie, um, distinctly red, which I think Amadovar has a, has a fondness for, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I haven't seen enough of his work and I haven't uh, analyzed enough of his work to understand. I, I mean, do you have like, like an answer? feel like why he's like so obsessed with like the color red is it just like a fairly on the nose sort of thing like well it's just you know it's it's just a prominent color and it's the color yeah. it's, it, it's a color of like love or, or you know blood it's yeah, just it's yeah. just prominent um, right I, you know, i'm sure that i've read an interview about this but i can't remember his exact words but i think it's something similar to that like i think red has so many different connotations right like it's the color of passion it's the color of blood and color of you know love as you were saying like and i think it's just vibrant it pops off the screen and i you know every Amadovar movie that i can think of has you know maybe red isn't like a motif as it is in volver but uh, you know, you can always tell when he like. There's always going to be a, a prominence of red in one scene or another, and I think I think he just likes it as an aesthetic thing. Um, maybe there's something to do with matadors, you know, because matadors figure a few times in his movies. But I think it's just this like you know passionate, uh, multifaceted color that can evoke a lot of different emotions. But I think in Volver, it's like one of his most prominent uses of red. I, you know, it's definitely one that um, he's using it on a thematic level, not just aesthetic. Yeah, because I mean, it's obviously it's obviously there in the in the clothes and also, you know, blood, you know, uh, in the kitchen, yeah. um, and like the most vibrant scene in the movie is when Cruz's character sings and like mm-hmm. the frame is just filled with red at that point, I think. Right. It's, yeah. uh, it would, well, <laughs> sorry to put you on the spot. I don't know if you know this or not. Does Cruz, does, does she does, does she, does she do her own singing there? I don't, I don't, I don't know that fact. I, I don't know don't... if she does or not. Hmm. That's good. I should look that no, up. She, so I'm looking on Wikipedia and it's, um, performed by a flamenco singer named Estrella, uh, Morente. But Penelope Cruz does sing because she sings in the movie Nine. But I think maybe just not not in this movie she didn't sing. Yeah, uh, maybe she just wasn't I don't know equipped to to perform at that level. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Nine by the way. I I'm sorry to sidetrack this conversation, but is that movie good? I don't know. <laughs> not really. I think like it has a lot of great actors in it doing some really fun stuff. Like Penelope Cruz is great. Kate Hudson is I think the best part of the movie. Nicole Kidman, Marion Cotillard, you know Fergie from Black Eyed Peas. Um, who else is in that movie? Oh, Danny Lewis, of course, Judy Dench. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. 
I would say watch it if you're interested, but you know, it's definitely people, definitely a lot of great people working below their level. Yeah, it's it's always one that's intrigued me because of that cast and because of of Penelope Cruz. Yeah, and I guess we can talk more about Cruz because. Yeah, when I saw this, um, I was looking through her filmography. Like I, uh, we kind of talked about this, I think, before we even started recording. But for me, this was for sure the first movie where she was the lead, um, and where I really took notice, where I really fell in love with her. Because before that, I'd seen her like in maybe like Vanilla Sky, where she was a supporting role. Yeah. Uh, I think that was like maybe the one and only thing I'd seen her in. Maybe Blow, Oh Blow, I'd seen her in Blow. Um, but yeah, but then Volver happened. And then about two years later, she won the Oscar for Vicky Cristina Barcelona, which, you know, forget, you know, uh, forget that movie for a second. Just her performance in that, amazing. And I'm like, yes, I'm happy she won the Oscar. Um, yeah, I mean, that Oscar win is so funny. Like, so that movie, like, was in my, like, top 10 of all time for a very long time. Um, but you know, now, like, I haven't seen it in a number of years. I kind of erased it from, you know, my, my, my memory. <laughs> well, listen, same, um, same for me. It, yeah, it was, it, it, it was on my top 10 that year. Um, yeah. and I loved it back then, but, uh, hey, time changes. <laughs> but it's almost like, you know, in, I think because it comes so soon after Volver that, and like it's sandwiched in between Penelope Cruz's like two lead Almodovar performances. You know, there's Valverde in two thousand eight, and Broken Embraces in two thousand nine. I think. Yeah. So it's hard for me not to think of that movie now as just like Almodovar wannabe because, you know, it's very much trying to be that like European, you know, like um, colorful and kind of like volatile and you know passionate kind of romance and I think like um, you know I don't begrudge her the Oscar not even for that role specifically I mean of course she's the whole cast is great you know I you know um, like I think they're all doing some pretty interesting stuff in there but it's like hard for me not to be like well did Woody Allen just like tell her to perform like she was in the Dovar movie and then she did because she's so talented she can like flip that on um, because it's hard for me not to like think of like those two. I mean, like even her performance in Volver and Broken Embraces, and you know, like her other Almodovar movies, um, you know, Pain and Glory, and All by My Mother, and Life Flesh. You know, like she's still more nuanced and subdued in those movies than she is in Victor Cena Barcelona. But I can see it's. It's interesting because, like, I'm pretty sure she just, you know, put on her Almodovar hat and, you know, made, did that role. Um, the, uh, yeah, this, I, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I kind of lost my train. No, I was, I was going to say this. This may be like a, a weird uh, comparison, but it's almost like um, Joaquin Phoenix winning for Joker, like, uh, like. I had, you know, we'd all seen him do this same shtick in, like, You Were Never Really Here, um, yeah. where he essentially you know, has the same sort of role, but in a better movie, 
in a better performance. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But he wins the Oscar a year later for an inferior movie. Right, <laughs> and right. I don't know. It's all about, I guess, timing and also, I guess, star power because... I don't know. It's 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 weird. The Oscars are weird. I think you can agree on yeah, that also, Manisha. Yeah. Penelope Cruz, for sure, like, you know, obviously she's very famous in America. Um, and, I'm you know, you know, like with uh, Abre Los, Los Ojos and, you know, Blow and all that, like Vanilla Sky as well. Like, she's very famous in America, but I think Volver is when you know, she kind of had her breakthrough as an, you know, capital A actress. Because I think in America, Penelope Cruz was just famous for being, like, this glamorous, sexy European woman, you know. Um, and I think with, with Volver, I think that was her first Oscar nomination. You know, one of the few people to get Oscar nominations for a foreign language role. Um, she lost to Helen Mirren, I think, if I recall correctly. Um, but I... I I understand why Vicky Cristina Barcelona hit the way that it did because it was very popular at the time. Like it was a big, you know, made a lot of money, critically acclaimed. Like that was, like people saw that as like one of his best movies of the last decade. But I think Volver helped Penelope Cruz win that Oscar, and I think, you know, it was. It's not like I said. It's not one that I begrudge, but I. I know that she has done better in her career. And I, I mean, her movies with Almodovar, including, you know, especially like All About My Mother and Broken Embraces, like these are really great performances from her. I mean, she's doing so much. I, I really don't think there's another director out there who's putting her to work as much as Almodovar does. Yeah. Uh, you know, the movies in America recently, it's so embarrassing that she has to do that. But it's like no one's really offering her, you know, like something... Like, you know, I'm even trying to think of like, you know, like a hereditary type role or something like that where she can really sink her teeth into it. I think she has to, like, her next, well, I don't know if it's her next movie, but Almodovar's next movie also features Melfi Cruz. And it doesn't surprise me that they keep going back to work together because they both are doing such amazing things together. Yeah, and I, I I'm looking at Cruz's uh, filmography, and her her next American movie is a spy movie, uh, where she's co-starring with Jessica Chastain. So, and and hey, and Lupita Nyong'o and and uh, Diane Kruger. So, we'll see. Oh, okay, well, that, that should be fun. <laughs> yeah, that should be fun. Uh, but no, I I agree. I'm glad she has that. Uh, she knows where to go. Um, you know which which director to go to. Uh, who loves working with her. Uh, who will who were who will challenge her? Um, yeah, yeah. But hey, she can she can go to America and make a spy movie starring Jessica Chastain and you know and uh, you know and and a pair of mortgage. So that's good too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we wrap up, Manish, um, any last words on Volver? Anything we 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 miss that you that you want to touch on? Um, I don't know if it's something we miss, but I definitely want to just. Uh, talk about the supporting cast you know yeah uh, Carmen Maura especially is someone very famous for her work with Almodovar they did like a number of movies in the 80s um, you know like uh, Women on the Verge of Nervous Breakdown being the, the 
the most prominent. Um, and uh, Lola Duenas also worked with Almodovar a number of times. And I just like, I just like love these actresses together. You know, they all won, uh, I believe the, is it the Cannes Best Actress? They all won together. Um, was it was it for this movie? Yeah, for Volver. Like it, it was a group. Uh, yes, it says group, here Best yeah. Actress shared by the six sure. main actresses. Yeah, and Best Screenplay. And like this, like together. I mean, they're all great performers in, in general, but uh, performers in general. But I think together they just have this like, you know, they really capture that sort of resilience, you know, between their characters and. Yeah, I mean, I just like love this movie. I wish that it would get like a good Blu-ray release, you know, because I think it would really pop, you know, in high definition. I mean, my DVD is—I've worn it out, but it's like it doesn't look that great because you know DVDs look terrible on like yeah. 4K television. <laughs> oh, I know that. But yeah. like, it does. Like, it. I mean, he just has such a command of you know mise en scène and lighting and color and costume that it just it really like for such a movie for a movie that's so like talky and you know it's very much like as you were saying earlier like there's really not much show don't tell like a lot of telling of this movie but even in even with that kind of screenplay he really executes it in a way that is cinematically interesting and dynamic and you know spectacular yeah, um, we talked off mic, and and also uh, I'll be adding in the introductions to these, and in the outros too, like where you can find these movies. Um, but this one in particular, I'm upset that I didn't buy. I would, I knowing me, I should have bought this Blu-ray like ten years ago, like I really should have, because because yeah. as of this recording, it's out of print. Um, I like I checked this morning. Uh, a Blu-ray of this costs one hundred sixty dollars on Amazon, which is insane. Um, but you can buy it on iTunes as of this recording. It comes with the the the, the bonus features. It has a a Pelipe Cruz and a, 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 a Amadovar commentary. Um, in Spanish, apparently, I want to listen to that. Uh, but yeah, I it would make sense because I, I just looked it up. Uh, Sony Pictures has a deal with Criterion, so uh, and this is a Sony Pictures release. So down the line, I'm sure we're going to see like a, a, a Volver, you know, on, on Criterion. It makes complete sense. Honestly, like they should really do. Uh, you can cut this, but like they can, they should definitely do like a box set, like they've done for you know Fellini or Agnes Varda. Yeah, because Almodovar, like. I, I've yeah. I've lost count of how many they currently have, um, and how many they can have in the future. I mean, why not have a, a complete box set? I, you know, it, it can't be that hard to wrangle up all the rights. Um, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're all Sony Pictures classic. At least most of them are, uh, because he's but he has a deal with like his production company El Deseo has a deal with Sony Pictures, so it really can't be that difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and with Pain and Glory, like another um, outstanding movie of his that has gotten yeah. a lot of acclaim last year. Yeah, you'd think, you know, you know, we we say all this, and maybe you know, next month they'll go. Oh, by the way, here's the Amadovar box set. I, w- I would not be surprised <laughs> if that happened. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, but uh, but yes, folks. Um, I mean, you've already seen it, hopefully, at this point, or you, you should listen to this just out of morbid curiosity, and you're like, I don't care if I see this movie or not. I'll listen to them talk. Either way, you know, uh, well, we hope you enjoyed it, or we hope you are excited enough, you know, to to watch it, watch it again. So yeah, um, Manish, great great pick. Uh, I love this movie. Um, it's, yeah, I'm glad. Me too. It's amazing, and I hope other people love it too. Before we go, Manish, um, uh, first off, thanks uh, for, for, for joining us. Thanks for recommending this movie. Uh, where can people find it's you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TheManish89. That's T-H-E-M-A-N-I-S-H-8-9. Also, my two podcasts on the Top Film Society Network. Uh, one is It Had to Be You, which is my romance uh, podcast, romantic comedies, romantic dramas, all that stuff. And also my podcast with Dave Giannini, Queer Now, where we go through queer cinema and we pick a movie from every year and talk about it. And I recommend folks who enjoyed this, who haven't listened to that, go and check out the Pain and Glory episode. Um, that was a nice listen. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm a fan of that podcast. Uh, and I'm not, you know, uh, you know I, I'm not obliged to say that because I run the network. I just enjoy listening to you <laughs> two talk. Um, well, right, thank thanks. You. Thanks, Manish. Thanks so much.